0: Welcome to Stuck In My Mind. I am your host, W-I-Z-E Wise, and I have a great special guest on today, man. He is a WWE Hall of Famer 2019 inductee, one of, one half of one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Welcome to the show, Stevie Ray. Hey, Stevie Ray, hey. man. How you doing? What's going on, brother? How you doing? Nah, man. Uh, I mean, I just, I'm a big fan it, growing up, it was amazing to see two brothers of color on TV kicking ass and doing what you and your brother did every Monday night on Nitro and on Thunder and all those other shows. Man, I I appreciate you doing the show, man. I'm a big fan, and it's just, it's just I'm you know I'm as a fan, it just feels great to have you on the show. No problem, bro. So I know you've been retired for a few years now, man. So what are you doing now?
1: Actually, I do a few podcasts. Uh, that's like one of my main things that I do now. I do like five. Po- I do one radio show. I do a radio show and I'll do five podcasts a week. That's some of the stuff that I'm doing now amongst a lot of a lot, a lot of other stuff that I do. So and a couple of small businesses that I own. So I, I stay
0: pretty busy. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So I know you. You're you're involved in a lot of charity events. I know you're um, you're big on mentoring young youth and all that. Uh, can you yeah. tell me a little bit about that also?
1: Well, you know, I'm a liaison through um, south side of uh, Houston with Houston Community College also, and I do a lot of stuff that they're you know with young people that's trying to get be educated, and trying to get scholarships, trying to uh, learn traits and stuff like that, and try to get people hooked up with grants, so on and so forth, man. So you know, I do a lot of stuff like that. You know. Back in my my old neighborhoods,
0: that's awesome. Yeah, because like they've taken away so many from so many things from our schools. Like the like yeah. you said, you're helping people with trades and getting all those right. things. And those are the things that they need to bring back to schools, honestly. Because that's something that we're missing in a lot of these schools that they're not offering these trades. And people used to like when I went to high school, people used to graduate with being electricians, plumbers, yeah, automotive, me too. Automotive. Yeah, me too. And all that, yeah. So now it's like they don't—they took away all these programs and all these these fundings from all these schools. Now they're they're taking away sports and music, and it's just crazy. Oh, yeah. And it's good to see a you to come out and and provide these necessities for these youths out there. that They really do need these programs.
1: You know, if you really think about it, in so many different ways, school has been regulated down to just going to school you know the purpose behind that i have no idea you know in a lot of different ways but i do work with a lot of educators and you so many people now if you look at the uh if you look at the situations now with schools and schools districts so much red tape so much bureaucracy so much politics to the point where especially in the communities that i grew up in It's like. Oh, man, it's almost like maybe, you know, going back to what you were saying, you know, when you grew up, you know, a person could get a a license to be an electrician, you could get a license to be, you know, uh, some kind of mandate to be a mechanic, so on and so forth. So when you got out of school, you know, you know, you've done so much trade type training in school that you were ready to get out and become a man. School does not teach people how to be men. Yeah, school does not teach people in a lot of ways nowadays how to be men and women. And I really support the educators that's out there trying to do their due diligence to try to bring these things back because now school is just pushing people through school and just getting them out of school. School is just like a business like everything else now in a capitalistic society. And I have a problem with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, brother, you're absolutely right. I'm like, I have a friend of mine who's running for um office in, in the Bronx and he's a lifelong educator and he's getting into it because he sees that they're not focusing on our youth. They're not giving our kids the proper no, teaching not that all. they need nowadays. And, and it's sad. It's just it's so, it's so sad that, listen, I have a lot of friends that are police officers and all that. And then I'm not about abolishing police officers, but I understand the difference between defunding the police and and abolishing the police. And they've been defunding our schools for years. They've been defunding our schools for years.
1: Let's talk about that. Let's have the
0: the voices. Why Yeah, Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It's like, why why, why, why isn't there an uproar over that? Why aren't people upset? that they've been defunding our schools for all these years, taking away all these programs. Right. But yet you're militarizing our police departments to basically try to oversee us. They're not here to protect us. You have them here as overseers, and that's just, it's not right when you should be focusing on our youth. Put in that education first.
1: In a lot of ways.
0: I'm sorry, sir. Yeah.
1: What I'm saying is, in a lot of ways, You have to look at how things come about. If you systematically take a community, communities all over the country, and we're going to make them as uneducated as possible, what would happen in those communities year after year after year after year? year? Not only are we taking um, the curriculum out of the schools as far as trade is involved, uh, so now it's tougher for you to get a job and take care of a family. It's tougher you, so you, you can't afford college. Okay, which is another whole uh, different situation within itself. Okay, then I'm yeah, going to supply these communities with guns. I'm going to supply these communities with drugs. So I'm going, so if you take all of that and mix it up like a bowl of gumbo, what do you get? There is profit in uneducated communities. Do you understand what I'm saying? There is profit in uneducated communities, whereas the community starts to turn on itself because it doesn't know anything else. Okay. Yeah, so everything yeah. is done. is systematic. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like to hear me say things like this, but I lived it. I lived it. I yeah, understand absolutely. it. So once you get all of that, and then you see people, it's either for people to say things like, "Well, what about the people getting killed in Chicago?" Well, why don't you go back to how that started? Why don't you go back to that? Then now you have disenfranchised community, disenfranchised people with no hope, turning on themselves. So what do you do? I got to control these people with what? Let's invest in more cops let's invest in more prisons let's invest in more legislation to keep these people happy and these people down brothers old as the crucifixion if anybody knows anything about how the
0: crucifixion became what it is yeah you're absolutely right brother yeah absolutely right and it's it's just like i is like I'm noticing that now that I have this platform that I'm trying more and more to just just spread this word like I I'm all, I'm all about education. I feel that we 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 learn we don't learn the proper things in school. We don't learn about no. finances. We don't we don't learn about investments. We don't like we I'm from East New York Brooklyn. It was one of the worst neighborhoods in New York City. And they actually had documentary on on how corrupt the the, the precinct was there it was called 70 the 75th and it just goes to show you that we is we we we're not saying that oh listen ra- people want to assume that racism doesn't exist it does exist and it's just crazy that it's 2020 and still Dr. King's dream is still ways off from where it truly should be and it's, it's sad to see like it's sad to see this because it took for us to see a man be murdered on tv for all this is to really start exploding to where where is at right now mm-hmm.
1: well let's take on the dr king thing first dr king was assassinated in 1968 52 years ago. And the movement then, the civil rights movement then, when Dr. King was killed, a lot of people don't know this, that his approval rating was very, very low at that time. A lot of people don't know this. So a lot of people were starting to turn on Dr. King. But the one thing That people don't realize is people always ask this question well what happened to the civil rights movement you know what happened everybody had their investment in one man one man so when you kill the one man the movement died with it now a lot of people don't want to admit that but it's true because If the movement was about the people, it shouldn't have never stopped. It should have got stronger. But the very people that opposed him are the very people that make sure he wasn't around. And those are the very people that we're talking about. They take these kind of educations out of education. These are very people. Okay. When you have an agenda, when, when, when you have an agenda, I'm a starch believer in a lot of the teachings and a lot of the writings of colonel oh. l-fletcher prouty anybody that's out there listening to me go look him up uh military liaison air Force, air force to the pentagon and if you read any of his writings you know what he says nothing on this earth happens by accident someone is behind it okay yeah. now this guy worked in black ops this guy worked in coup d'etat. This guy worked in assassinations. Who would know more about it than him? If that yeah, makes sense. Absolutely right. Yeah. So you're right. Everything nah, that makes a lot of sense. See, everything that we see happening, this is just what I believe. And I don't try to put my beliefs off on other people. I try to do my own research when it comes to these type of situations. I am so when people ask me things like, uh, leaning toward the left or leaning toward the right or being a conservative or being a, uh, uh, a conservative or Republican or a Democrat conservative or liberal you know what I always say I'm a black man in America that's first and foremost to me so at the end of the day here it is 52 years later I know voting makes a different a difference but you are still fighting the same mindset and that mindset is the same on both sides of the aisle one just shows it a little bit more than the other now i'm not saying telling people not to vote everybody should vote but in my beliefs i think that should all that should be a third party there should be a third party and if it's an african-american yeah. thing i don't think we should make ourselves A political party but I think as African Americans we should be a union that comes together that negotiates with whatever side because at the end of the day we still ain't got a pot to piss in and a window to throw it out and we've been voting 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 and voting but I don't think we as African Americans should ever make a political party like a religion like some people do in this country.
0: Yeah, it, it it should it should go to, it should be to the fact that we're all Americans. Right. It, it doesn't matter if you're red or blue. I'm saying we're all Americans the, the part number one my, my number one priority to me is all it's all American is it's focused on on our people. You and again like you said this is a capitalist system they're more focused on making this money. They're more focused on bailing out these corporations that don't necessarily need the bailouts, and just the ones that are suffering, other people. And it's well, just crazy to see that. Yeah,
1: that's the thing. Go you got to realize capitalism. People should study capitalism. Yeah, it's not about the people. Yeah,
0: it, it's about the dollars. You know, yeah, They preach, right. a, they the preach a lot of it,
1: but the but the but the very people that run this country, their religion is not is the green, yeah. It's that simple, bro. The sooner yeah, people the green, understand yeah. that, that is why 44 million strong should be a a negotiation tool, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. yeah 44 no, that makes million a lot of sense. strong.
1: That's a negotiation tool yeah. because now we, we I should, got to do the we, same we,
0: thing you've yeah. you been doing. We should we should be we should be making a dent, man. We should really be making a dent in that. Right. And it's only, only and, thing. And, I'm and again, here, again, no. When, when I when I to, when I tell people what they need to get involved in, and okay, yeah, it's cool to vote into presidential elections, but you really do need to focus on your local elections. You need to focus exactly. on your local politicians. Those, exactly. those are the policies that are those are the policies that are affecting you directly. In your yes. neighborhood, in your community, in your community. those yes. are the ones you need. To, yeah, you. Those are the elections you really, truly need to be focusing on. It's cool, vote for the president, whatever. But again, it's the local politicians and your local representatives that are creating the the, the laws and the, and the and the and everything that's affecting you. It's all in the local local system,
1: and that and that's why I say when it comes to things getting done. We are not the votes. How many times we've seen voting get manipulated? How many times? Yeah. Yeah. Twice in the last. How, how do you? Sixteen. Yeah, in the last go, fifteen years, I mean, twenty years. Twice. That's at the
0: highest you level. You have. You have. Some, yeah, you have. You have someone win the popular vote but still lose the election twice. Right. Twice. twice. Right. You Only had, in America. You had to. The win, yeah, it's, it's like, how do you win the popular vote but lose the election? And it's this electoral bull crap that they got going on, and it's just nonsense, man. That's how, and, and and again, it all starts with your local legislation. You have to get these people out of office that that they don't represent you. Some of these people don't even live in your communities, right. but they yet yeah, they, they represent don't. your community, and I, and I don't understand that.
1: If I have you concentrating on everything, what you got to realize is this, when you're talking about, you know, you say financing is not taught in school and so on and so forth. It's a lot of things that's not taught in school anymore, but you got to realize when it comes to uh, young people learning about what really makes this government tick or really makes certain things go. You usually learn that from your parents. But if your parents have no idea of it, how are you gonna have any idea of it? If your parents are still listening to hip hop music at 49, 50, 55 years old and reciting the lyrics, do you really think they give a damn about taking you somewhere and let you learn how this banking system really works? Are you kidding me? It don't work like that, brother. When I was a young man, by the age of 35, You had to have your shit together not 45 so you had to pass down wisdom but you learned wisdom from other people it was more people that owned things back then when i was growing up it was more african-americans that you saw at the bank you saw at the grocery store you dig what i'm saying i'm talking about the 70s here okay when i came up i'm talking about the 70s here so your local store might be. So, so nowadays, you got every single solitary race creed of people. Remember the movie Do the Right Thing? What was Spike Lee talking yeah. about? See what I'm saying? That's right there. Right there where you at. Yeah. What was he talking about? Everything we buying, we buy from somebody else in our own communities. Yes, but I- now, we have been, it has been going on so much, it's normal now. You see what I'm saying? And nobody gives us a yeah. damn about it anymore. Because it's normal. But at the end of the day, that's how they want it. I'd rather not give you a loan to have a business. I'd rather give it to this other guy. Because you might bring somebody up with you. See how it works? So you stop it. So it's easy for people to talk about things when the same brainwashing is being passed down from generation to generation. So a lot of times I tell people, it ain't our fault. It's because the system got you thinking that way. I don't want to be a a person in, you know, business. Everybody else, every other race, creed, and religion of people, when they get out of school and get a degree, they go help their communities. You ever notice that? A Korean guy gets his, he's going to help build his community. A Mexican guy is going to help. Puerto Rican guy is going to help. Black guy, I'm going to help the very person that oppresses me. Yeah. See the difference?
0: Uh, uh, oh no, yeah, I'm that's one thing. Work. That's one thing I I bash people. I, I, I get upset at, at people that like you, know, you have five hundred dollars to go spend on a pair of Jordans, but yet yeah, you don't have five hundred dollars to go and improve yourself with it's some knowledge, bro. taking taking a course or or t- taking that's something that you know is gonna give you value. Yeah, and and that's the system. It's you a, don't know it better. Yeah. That's- yeah. You, you
1: are a product of your environment and once you become a product of your environment everything that's inverted is normal if that if that makes sense yeah. if you see people that are criminalistic it's normal that's just the way they are yeah. it's not the people to stay away from anymore it's a pre, per, those the people you want to be around it, that's not normal so when we see people get to certain heights of their existence, you know, whether it be uh, acting, singing, uh, professional sports, and they still go out and do some of the most idiotic, imbecilic, juvenile things known to man, and you ask yourself, man, what? why did he do that, man? He's, he's doing well. You know why? He don't know no better. You Can't yeah, we was not
0: born
1: or talent to be an intellectual at the same time? Can't do yeah. it. Yeah. Those are the things that we have to fight within our communities. So that's why I do the yeah. things that I do, and I talk about the things the way I talk about them. And I don't apologize for it.
0: You don't need to. you shouldn't have to apologize for it. I'm saying you you, you speak what you feel is the truth, and that's and again, that's what's so great about this country is. Listen, it's your it's your opinion and whatever you believe in. I don't. It's that's what you believe in. And
1: but you know what I'm
0: saying when I say that. But I, you know exactly. Oh, what no, most Yeah, I know. Listen, I know what All you're right. talking about. I believe me. I, I know right. what you talking about. I understand what you're saying. And it's just because I, I, I I'm in the same mind frame as you are. I'm not. I'm a free thinker. I don't. I don't. I don't follow the masses. I I, I know. I do a lot of research, like you said, and that's what's key. People, you need to go out there and do your own research. You can't believe, everybody if they read it on Facebook or Twitter or something. Oh, it has to be true, and 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 it's right. just it's just ridiculous now how people use social media as as guides to to the truth when when you should really need really do go do your research and find out what really is going on and not just believe what you're reading on social media. Right.
1: And I'm going to say something. When I say something about listening to hip-hop, and nothing wrong with listening to hip-hop. It's just the fact that if that's what you're still talking about with your homies, something wrong, bro,
0: when you get to a certain age. Yeah, listen. When, when you get to a certain age, who, it, 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 yeah, if, you, if you're talking about who this person is screwing and, never, come on, and right? you're not talking about, listen, this, this stock is going up this week, and this stock is going down, or this right. this this investment is not good. And then you you're you're in the wrong circles. Some you man. need to surround yourself around people. That, yeah, you need to surround yourself around people who who talking about that, and not just talking about what they saw on whatever reality show they saw last right. week or whatever show they saw yesterday. And they and got yeah. Us, and, that, and you're absolutely right.
1: They've OD. They we got us. They've OD us. OD'd yeah. us. <laughs> they've OD us they, 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 they,
0: crap, bro. <laughs> They, they've got they got a loving hip. I think they got a loving hip hop of for every single state right now. So it's just crazy how they they, they just they, they keeping us. They keeping us. I don't want to say well, that's what they, they keep you dumb. Yeah, they, they keep they're, they're keeping us dumb. As long
1: as you worshiping bullshit, I got you. Yeah, because you will never accept real shit. It's that simple. Yeah. As long as you worshiping bullshit. You will never accept real shit. You know why? It's foreign to you. That's the game I'm talking about. The game. That's the game that I'm talking about. L Fletcher Proud is talking about. It's not an accident, bro. It's on purpose to extract every dime you got, like you said, on a $250 pair of sneakers. Then just to put it somewhere and let it grow for you. They got you, bro. You Can't help yeah. yourself. I mean, nope, it is but to this day. I remember back and, in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, when people were getting killed. Young people back then were getting killed over a pair of Jordans. Killed, man, lose your life over a pair of sneakers.
0: Uh, Do you in know New that York? It, mean, was an eight, it was over, it was over eight ball jacket. When I was growing up in New York, it was if you got murdered over an eight ball jacket, it was. It just it just goes to show you that, that is what I'm talking about. We, the only way terrorists, when you take
1: terrorists, and I'm not trying to say anything about uh, a Muslim or Islam or anything like that, because I love all religions. But when you study guys that believe in terror, and what is the first thing they put the forefront? Their religion, and I'm ready to die. For my religion that's worship what is the difference between that is that I'm ready to kill somebody even though these people might be getting oppressed this that, and the other so they use terrorism to try to get you know to be you know I'm I'm oppressed you know that's how terrorism started I'm not saying that's how it is today but that's how it started okay worship to the point where I'm ready to kill someone for nothing you see that mindset? yeah, Because of something you have and I want it that bad that I'm ready to kill you for it. That means you are worshiping something that much within your head. That just don't come. That, that, that's just not something people wake up that you don't even value a man's life. You in material things. That's the problem, man. Yeah.
0: That's
1: the problem. And by the mere fact that that problem was never addressed the way it should have been back in the day. Like when you see people that are methamphetamine type addicts, you see how that got addressed. It was a national problem. (laughs) Crack was on all everywhere was never a
0: national problem. It's a black folks problem and we need more security remember that yeah and that was and that was that was and that's the that's the problem is like they they treated drug addiction as a criminal as a criminal uh, agenda more instead of treating it as these people need help and any treatment is an addiction it's an imbalance in their brain that's causing this it's not because it's is. And is an addiction, and they they need help. They don't need to be locked up. They need help, and that's what they did in in our communities. If even if you if you right. even if you weren't a, a drug dealer, but you was an addict and you got busted, instead of helping you and, and through rehab, they put you in jail. And that's exactly. where again is profit. It was profit. It was about making more money that and privatizing what, jails. And it, that's what I'm and talking. And making, about. Big, and making a big and making it big business. And I'm yes I'm I believe my I, yes. I my brother I, I'm I'm with you and and one of the <clears throat> one of the big one of the big problems one of the big problems I have is back in the days people used to say Bill Clinton was the first black president right but a lot of people fail to realize you know, to this, is that this yeah, day I get sick. is the yeah I don't I don't yeah it's like but you fit they fail to realize he signed into effect a bill. That hurt us more than any of these previous presidents. That bill the he signed bill. into effect basically, yeah, it, yes. it basically, yes. it basically militarized our police, our police departments, and 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 um, privatized our prisons and made them more profitable. And is the and, and then once, bill, had,
1: think, yeah. yeah, the crime bill I think 1994, if I'm not mistaken.
0: something like yeah that's the one way it was a three strikes you're out and all those other and all those other things that were implemented and it just it just hurt it hurt our community because we were already hurting from we're already hurting from it was we were already hurting from the 70s from when they were flooding our communities with the heroin and they and and then they, they okay they criminalized heroin to to hurt us and they criminalized marijuana to hurt the hippies because together black and and the, black and the hippies together they didn't want that issue you know i'm saying they wanted to they wanted to separate that that bond that they were building together because they didn't want the vietnam war whatever it was and protesting all those other things and they just started they started um criminalizing all these drugs especially the ones in, in in the black neighborhoods exactly and again and instead of treating the addiction they just their solution was putting us in jail and putting us behind bars
1: like i said if you really go back look at how everything took place now you will see why l fletcher priority you see what i'm saying the things that he talks about nothing on this earth happens by accident someone is behind it has strategically Put the whole thing together, bro. Somebody, who they are, I don't know, but somebody, because at the end of the day, if you build a hotel, brother, you got to have people in your hotel. Other than that, what did you build it for? I don't even care if it's one of those 10 buckles around the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you, got,
0: <laughs>
1: you got to get somebody in there. Know. <laughs> you know, so it's just. Yeah. It's like you know Denzel Washington said in Training Day. You know, Uh I'm gonna reach down. I'm gonna get that gun because I don't believe you shoot me. <laughs> you know what I'm, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get and I'm gonna get that and I'm gonna get that money. I'm gonna get that yeah. gun, and I'm gonna get that money because I don't believe you gonna shoot me. Remember that. So when this thing yeah, goes down when Bill Clinton, when Bill Clinton signed that deal, you know, if you if you if you study all of these people that talked about all the drug trafficking that went in and out of uh Arkansas, that he had knowledge of. What about that? Yeah. You know. That he's his name has been attached yeah, to all this stuff. See, see. Come on, man, it is what it is, man. But uh, you know, I just like to uh you know going back to what we initially started talking about. Those are those are just some of the things that's going on in the community that I'm uh, that I'm aware of, and I try to uh, let other people be aware of, and you know, stop worshiping materialistic things and stop being try to learn as much about your people as possible, and learn as much about how things got to how they are as much as possible. And be a good citizen, man. And we should uh, make our neighborhoods great again. I want to start that slogan: "Make our neighborhoods great yeah, again." Yeah, definitely
0: make. I, I like I like how that sounds. Definitely make our neighborhoods great again. Yeah, absolutely right, man. Because it, it it was when I was growing up, it, it was it was the during the crack era. I grew up in the eighties, and um, even though even then we still had some sense of community because exactly. when I was growing up, I, I would go down the street and if I did something wrong, by the time I got home, my mother already knew.
1: It, that was discipline.
0: And that's something me and me and my partner, yeah, me and my partner, that's something me and my partners are trying to do. We're trying We we were trying to re- uh, enact the the village act, we call it. Right. You know saying Because again, it takes a village, I'm saying, to grow, to, 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 to raise a child, and, and we miss it. That's what we're missing. We're missing our villages, man. We, we're missing our, yeah. our communities that
1: exactly. help,
0: mold our, help mold our young youth, and we need to get back to that. We need to get our communities back and building and, build and thriving and, and, and owning and having the people that live in the community own the businesses that are in the and community. And,
1: and police
0: our own communities. Police yeah, our right. own. If you're, if you're going always- if you're, if you're to Yeah. And that's, that's one of the, like my friend in the Bronx, one of the, one of the things he wants to work build on is building the the ties between the community and the police. And one of the things he's saying is if you're going to police this community, you should at least live in this community for five years. If you live in this community for five years and and experience, and then eventually you want to like move out and then, and then and make it better. For, that's fine, but you should at least live in these communities for five years and get to know the people in the community and get to know the kids in the community. And you right. and you eventually start weeding them out. You know who the kid kids are and who the bad kids are, and you don't have to exactly. go around harassing the kid that you see in the neighborhood because you know, oh, this is little this little Ricky from down the street. I know he's a good kid. I see him going to school every morning. Oh right. man, that's that's this kid I see. He's hanging out right. in the corner. So you. Get you get to learn. You get to build with the community if you live there. Yeah. But now you got these people, in certain and certain. Like as far as New York City, you got people who live on Long Island, but they they're policing people in Brooklyn. Right. And their name and their community completely different from certain communities in Brooklyn. So that's another issue that we need to correct. Is if you're going to police yeah. our neighborhoods, you need to live in our neighborhoods.
1: Yeah. If you look at in, uh, you know, up in New York, Stop and Frisk, okay? Yeah. Stop and Frisk was aimed at all communities of color by Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. And you think I'm going to vote for a punk like this? I don't give two shits how much money he has. You don't take liberties on people just because you have to. We're going to stop crime before it even happens. Like crime only happens in one sector geographically of a city. How dumb is that? Yeah. But when we make people afraid, yeah. okay? As long as you can make people afraid, you got them. Those people will always vote for you because they feel as though you're keeping harm from coming to them. And you know what people I'm talking yeah. about, okay? Yeah. That's why, that, you, you know, that don't make you a good mayor. That just makes you an opportunist. Oh. You're doing what you have to do to stay in office, and you're doing what you have to do. Uh, politics is power. That's all politics is. Yeah. Power. Yeah. How many of how many people now people are so brainwashed when it comes to politics? They honestly feel this though. If I vote for the guy, I stopped this brain. I used to be like that myself. If I vote for this guy, my life and my people are going to be better. I'm still waiting. Well, it's not as bad as it used to be. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not as bad as it used to be, but in some way, shape, or form, it's inverted itself to not be as good as it used to be either. What about that? Yeah. So just because yeah. you see more yeah. people on TV of color doing well, that's still when you. But hey, well, back in those days, it was only twenty-five million people. Now it's forty-four million. You see the difference? You see how the ratio you see more, but the Mm. ratios haven't changed. The number, the, the Colonel Commission that did a whole study of the United States back in 1968, 69, Colonel Commission. Anybody can look this up. And when they come back to the president to give all their results, they say, Mr. President, it is one white world out there, one white America and one black America. Here it is 50-something years later, 52 years later. It's the exact same thing as far as all the numbers and the percentages that the Colonel Commission had way back 51, 52 years ago. The percentages are still almost exactly the same. A lot of people don't know this. Anybody out there listening to me, go look it up. Go look it up. My boy Jimmy Tibbs, who I do a show with on... uh. Uh, every Monday night, Jimmy Taylor's a comedian, he'll he'll tell you. He knows. We talk about these kind of things, even though we, I don't. My show is not a political show or anything
0: like that. Uh, I do oh, the. No, no, my, my show's my show is not a political yeah. show. Right. But I, I I don't I don't I I like having conversations like this because people need to know they need people right. need to hear some some something other. Than what these media outlets are putting out there. So it's good. Right. I love to have people like you who, 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 who do their research and know what they're talking about and, and don't just follow what the media and, and, and all these other outlets are spitting their narrative. You're actually going out and you're doing your research and you're looking up to find out what's the truth to you.
1: Hey, like I said, brother, we see the rise of Black Lives Matter. I think it's a hell of a movement. But I also think everybody, it was so easy for everybody in these big companies and people like the NFL, NBA, this, that, and the other, and so many other people. I really admire these young people of all different race, creeds, and religions out there showing their passion for equality, showing their passion. When it comes to police brutality, so on and so forth, I really admire that. But I just got one question. I do empathize with the George Floyd situation, a man being killed, a man being murdered in the middle of the street. But what I'm saying is this. What made people give in so easy?
0: yeah so because about this three four years ago nobody gave a damn and i actually and i actually kind of i got i kind of went on a little rant about that where i said listen i don't really care about them kneeling now because when Colin kaepernick did it four years ago, none of them none of them were kneeling and he's the one who had to suffer he he's the one who lost his livelihood he lost his career he look and he's been blackballed for the NFL. Right. Now everybody's kneeling because they know they're not gonna have to face the same repercussions that he faced. And I don't know. Oh, so to he, me, kneeling, so so the kneeling to me, the kneeling to me kind of is it, kind of uh kind of whitewashed because you weren't doing it when he did it and it and it, and it cost him. You know I'm saying nobody was right. kneeling when it cost him. When now Right. Everybody, he, he don't got a job. He, he was, he, 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 the NFL wouldn't give him any tryouts. And then when they did offer him a trial it was a bullshit ass trial. Oh, so now you want, yeah, now you want to kneel. Cause you know, you're not going to get fired. Right. You know, you're not going to get blackballed. Not, you know, you're not going to lose sponsors. Right. And now you're going to kneel. And, and, it, and, and that's the only reason I have. Have with me. That's my issue with the kneeling part, right there. Well, hey. It's like it, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't cool four years ago, but now it's okay because you're not going to fail. No, you're not going to face no consequences.
1: And that is why you will never see people that's got a voice. That's why I've always admired LeBron James. He's the one guy, the one guy, who always spoke up for the man. Oh, yeah. always spoke up for what was right, and never wavered. Never was afraid, always, you know, to this day.
0: Oh no, I, I got nothing but the oh, most no. respectful LeBron James. Cause he, he's more, he's he like, he, he's into the education. He has school, he right. had his school, provides college, it provides college education to a lot of kids that don't, they don't have to pay when they're in his schools. And right. that's a great thing, he's, he's all about Teaching these kids and getting these kids some knowledge, and I have none but the utmost. And like you said, he does speak out. He he is he has always been vocal. He always speaks his mind. And and I, and I don't have and with LeBron, I have no problem with. It. But it's just other play, no, play right now. To me, about. like I said, yeah. I know exactly. What you're so it, it's just kind of. I feel the same yeah, way. So it's just that. Yeah, that's how I felt. It's like and then. They they kind of there was one player who didn't he who didn't kneel, and then he blew out his knee, and you get people responding like, "Oh, see that's what you get for not kneeling." And I'm like, oh, really? Man, yo, that's how that's how we you know you you're gonna wish ill on someone getting hurt. You're gonna like we can it's, we need to do better. A, I'm saying I go
1: back. I understand you're. Back it goes back to what yeah, we were talking know. about brother, when it comes he- to ed- education yeah. you don't with ill on anybody you have to respect that man for if he doesn't want to kneel he doesn't want to li- kneel I mean yeah whatever his that's, reasons that's are we- yeah whatever his reasons those are, are his hey, reasons bro.
0: exactly right those are his that's, reasons those, those are his reasons he shouldn't be vilified he shouldn't be vilified and that's what that's that's uh, that's another problem Problem we have is if we don't, if we don't agree with each other, we right. start bringing, we start breaking each other down. Instead of like, Yo, okay, fine, you have a different opinion, it, right. I, I respect that.
1: But That's the, the moment
0: that we have, we have.
1: I can't find my pad, man.
0: Hello. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I'm back. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the moment we don't agree with something with each other, we start breaking each other down, and that's where we need to change, man. We need to listen. We ha- we all have different opinions. We just need to work together and and just build together.
1: And that's the thing, bro. Everybody's always talking about black leaders. Well, who's gonna be the next black leader? You know who the next black leader is? You, me. And every single person out there that can help make something right. You don't need a lead. Yeah. That's the thing. Everybody think you need a deity. Okay? Like, no, nope, you need someone a, that walks on water, like, like Moses. What you need no, is it's the nothing, voice it's of the many. Right. You yeah. need the voice need of, of the one. That's your Moses. You know? Yeah. And everybody being on the same page and educating themselves about what's wrong and getting together, like I said, th- I'm gonna tell you about this is the thing. Uh, uh, me, me and some, me and Sonny, me and Sonny know we do a show together uh, on Tuesday nights, and we do it live on Twitch. And yeah. and and Sonny lives in Iowa. But Eric Bischoff, his best friend, lives in Wyoming. So for the last few months i've been doing this thing about i'm taking a coalition of people to the united nations okay and i'm going to present my case i'm going to get colin powell the same sucker that got out there and sold the world on the iraq war okay so colin powell by the mere fact that he is african-american even though some people don't believe it by looking at him he is african-american okay i'm going to yeah, put colin Powell just, out yes. there. i'm going to put colin Kyle Powell out there and he's going to make the case for because african americans were brought to this country illegally okay suffered for 250 years okay until their so-called freedom, which was not real freedom, okay? No. All the way up to 1970, some of these restrictions were still on the books. So in essence, only since 1970 that some of these laws are still not on the books. So the black man was really not free until 1970. So we're talking about 351 years, okay? Okay? So in essence, we got 50 years of freedom. So Colin Powell, he's going to present this case for my coalition. And you know what we want? We don't want uh, reparations. We don't want 40 acres and a a mule and all this stuff. You know what we want? We want one single solitary state, one state out of 50. And those two states. I would have to get with my coalition and break it down and see what. Too, we either want Wyoming, <laughs> or want Iowa, and you know what we're gonna call that state Stevieville. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you know we, so you know we don't really need anything. We don't really need anything with beaches because we really don't. We don't really swim like that. So, <laughs> so Iowa is probably a good idea because there's no beach. In the middle of nowhere. So, yeah, it's probably pretty good. This is the deal.
1: Whatever state, we, whatever state we get, okay, the first thing we're going to do, we're going to ask everybody that's a resident of these states to leave. They're going to have to leave and go to other states. The government will pay you, okay, to leave. But you can't take Ooh. any of your homes and stuff like that. We will, matter of fact, some of your possessions you can't even take, you know. If you got a lot of horses, I was telling this to Eric Bischoff. If you got oh. a lot, of, if
0: we take your house, you got to leave the horses. <laughs> Sonny, hold on, yeah, you got a lot. lot of life, life. Yeah. Huh? Livestock, livestock, yeah. stays. You have to leave all livestock. <laughs> all livestock stays. It comes with the land. It comes with the land.
1: And 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 I told Sonny, I said Sonny, now the next thing I'm going to do. I'm going to have to build a wall around the whole state. I'm sorry. I'm building a wall, building yeah, a wall yeah. around the whole state, and I got checkpoints, certain highways you can only get in and out of. I'm, like, I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. And we got electrical fences and stuff like that. So he was like, well, hey, man, I can't come and visit. I said, well, you got to get a special dispensation. You know, <laughs> I got to get you a special dispensation if you can come visit me or not. Like, you know, I know you were born now, but hey, man, you know
0: <laughs>
1: so we it's been going on for quite some time and he'll always ask me, Hey man, how's this TV thing coming, man? So we get a lot of we get a lot of laughter out of it, man. You know.
0: Well, um, I wish
1: I could so turn it into a cartoon. I don't, I don't know
0: I don't know if you know Killer Mike. You know who yeah, I know Killer, Killer Mike. Mike is the rapper. Hell yeah. Okay, so he has um yeah, so his, his show on Netflix, right? He created he created uh his own his own own country type thing, and right. he had people that came in, and and it was the funniest thing the way he set it up. But Killer Mike is the best man, and he <laughs> he is the voice of the people right now, man. I like and
1: Killer
0: Mike, man. He, I like Killer. Yeah, Mike. He's, he's, he he he's, he he speaks the truth, man. He he really comes out and he he doesn't hold nothing back, man. He doesn't really oh, hold nothing yeah. back, and it's oh, and yeah, it's, we it's need good more, to see a brother like that,
1: like him, people
0: like him yeah, man. man. We, we need
1: and we need more people preaching definitely, the truth definitely. we need more people treat preaching the uh preaching the truth and not being and when i say you know i don't apologize of it you can't worry about getting people mad man that don't understand what you're trying to do you can't worry about it man because there's so many people that give you it's like when um bill cosby said some of the things that he said now in a lot of ways uh, Bill Cosby, I didn't disagree with him on everything. I kind of disagreed with his delivery and his timing more than anything. And everybody was like, you know, come down on him, this, that, and the other. Okay, then if you don't give a damn about your fellow brother, now you see why the system ate him alive. If you don't give a damn about him, why should we give a damn about him? You know what I'm saying? We should never turn our brothers going back to the Colin Kaepernick thing. If you don't have anything to lose, then you can never protest. Doesn't mean anything. And if you're not willing to stand behind your brother, that's putting his life on the line, that's putting his very existence on the line, his welfare on the line. And it's like, well, hell, I can't miss out on this endorsement, dog. But then people don't realize, man, when you're in professional sports and you dominate professional sports, which is the biggest form of entertainment in the United States of America,
0: sports, together you all and, and we And we and we, dominate, and we dominate every sport. It's like every sport we play, we dominate. It's not like it, NFL is 70, like 75% black. Right. NBA is right. probably 89. Like so it's like the two of the major sports in this country, black men dominating and i feel like had they at that time when Kaepernick made started doing this and and if these players really truly wanted to make a change at that time they could have done something
1: right but again oh, no. some no. of them There's no doubt because the thing is this some of them losing their- you know if you don't hit somebody that's suppressing you in their pockets okay mm-hmm. nothing changes You can holler all you want. Nothing changes. Now, if everybody had said no, unless, unless we can't let this go down or we're not going to play, unless this man is reinstated, you know, something, I don't know how, I'm not a lawyer and I'm not with the players' union or something like that. But together, you know, like when Muhammad Ali went through his thing, you see all those athletes from every other different sport rallied behind him because he was a voice for them. Now, you think those guys were afraid to go back and you think Lou Alcindor was afraid to go back and play back? Man, basketball evolves around me. If you see what I'm saying, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar today, but I'm just saying, you, you think these guys really would and all these guys, no. I mean, these sports revolve around, and at that time, we were the minority in sports. Back in those days, in the late 60s, we were the minority. Every team could only have so many people. But I'm talking about the mindset, not the numbers. The mindset as to, no, we can't let you do this. And I'm with you. Regardless what happened with you, I'm with you. Not like the Stephen A. Smith and and the people coming out saying, oh, I'm not going to, you know, this guy didn't even vote. I I don't have anything else to listen about this guy. Wait a minute. Now, all of a sudden, you didn't change your tune when the Black Lives Matter thing come up. What about the theft you said a few years ago, Stephen A.? And I respect Stephen A.,
0: but he didn't deserve that, bro. Yeah, he didn't deserve that. No, like and and I, listen, listen. I, I,
1: listen,
0: yeah, huh? and that's that's what that's what it that kills me. That's what kills me is like y'all yeah, want to talk about the Second Amendment and our rights and all these other things, but yeah, when this man was willing to do it peacefully, you know I'm saying, and 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 the reason the, he started out sitting down, it was a Marine a white Marine that he spoke to that oh, yeah. told him, Yo, I prefer you, I prefer you to, for you to kneel than for you to sit down. Out of respect, I prefer you to kneel. And he did. He said, like, you know what? After speaking to the Marine, he, that's what he started doing. And yet people still found something wrong with it. Because Saying that's you have power. a Marine. T- that's the yeah, power like of you. People. had this that's man tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy, man. It's- That's the power of the media, though. The power, that
1: was the media. If everybody go back and look at all of that stuff, it was all the media. It was all the media that would take the narrative and keep it going. They never said, you know, they talked about uh, disrespecting America and talked about disrespecting the flag. They never brought up, you know, unarmed, african-americans being killed in the middle of the streets and police not getting nothing but death duty they never brought that up now they do you see how powerful the media is now they yeah. do but you know it is what it is man it's like i say brother it's old as the crucifixion bro you know yeah, yeah. but uh, it
0: was a uh, i'm you I'm just skipping those, those questions because this we we did a lot of talking here, and I greatly appreciate you coming on the show. Well, I, got, brother, a, this I was, got a couple. I got, awesome. a couple of
1: minutes. I got a couple of minutes if you want to ask a couple of questions. I got a couple of minutes.
0: No, that's that's cool, man. That's, that's cool. A, I just after I don't even want to I don't even want to ask those these questions after after having this conversation with you, brother. This is this was a uh, uh, thought provoking and and it, and it's something I, I, I enjoyed, man. This is something real good for me, man. I, I thank you. I appreciate the conversation, brother.
1: No problem, bro. Awesome. No problem. No problem.
0: But um, yeah, so I uh, get plug plug everything you got out going on right now, man. Definitely.
1: Well, you know, Stevie Ray TV Twitch slash Stevie Ray TV, uh, the world's most dangerous podcast. As you can see, I'm in my studio right now, and uh, but I'm working on my uh, computer here, but uh. That's me, the real Stevie Ray on uh, on uh, Instagram. You know, follow me on uh, Facebook, Stevie Ray on Facebook, Stevie Ray on Twitter. You know, all the multiple platforms out there. and We're getting ready to start a new Stevie Ray YouTube station and they can go to my Patreon in the next couple of weeks. And there'll be a bunch of stuff on that that people can become a subscriber of and see a whole bunch of the stuff that I've been doing for the last few months. So that's what I, that's what's right. up, dog.
0: Oh man, that's awesome, man! And I, and again, I appreciate you doing the show, man. It's it's an honor having you on the show. Actually, I, I looked up to you growing up, so this is this. I, I, I was that. excited. I was excited. I was I excited when he that. told me. I was, you know, you like Do you know who Stevie Ray was. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, man, I'm a big <laughs> wrestling fan. I know, I know who he is. Who he is. <laughs> and and it's you know, like I said, for me growing up, seeing you and book on TV. It showed me, like, yo, listen, these are two brothers kicking ass. If they can do this, like, you can do whatever you you set your mind to because it wasn't many brothers back in those days kicking ass like you and Book. Well,
1: that's the thing, man. That's that's one thing me and my brother are really, really proud of is that we brought a attitude, street attitude to professional wrestling that wasn't your generic how other people, and you know what I'm talking about, see you. No, you yeah. see us this way. See, this is uh, the this guy, guy you don't want at the party. You see what I'm saying? This, this, <laughs> the guy, yeah. this is the guy you don't want these, at the party, you know what I'm saying? Because he ain't. he's these, not these, your every day. These,
0: huh? huh? yeah, these are dudes I grew up with. Like, these, these, you and your, you and Booker were, two right. two were guys I grew up with. Right. Okay? So I, I knew, right. I was like, oh, these, these are brothers from the hood like me. I was like, they, they not, they not from these these other these. They from the hood like me, so it, it felt good seeing seeing people like like yo. They if they from Houston and they from the hood, and and like just seeing that was like yo. Listen, if it doesn't matter is if you set your mind and you and you set your goals and you do what you and you work hard and you accomplish it, man, you get you really do get to succeed in this country, man, and and it was and it was seeing you and Booker just really kind of it, it like just opened the eyes to, like like I said there weren't really many brothers in the business at that time you probably could count on a hand on your hand how many really were really doing the thing doing the business like y'all guys were doing it so it just it was just an honor and a pleasure to have you on man it's, like I said I looked up to you and Booker and and this I'm a big fan
1: <laughs> hey I appreciate it man my pleasure And it's like uh, uh, Steve, uh, you know, he knows I do – this podcasting thing ain't easy, man. I do a show live every night. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I do a radio show. Then I do a radio show also. But uh, it's tough, man. So he he hits me up a lot about doing interviews. And I tell him, man, I really – I try to tell him something. He'll hit me sometimes. I tell him sometimes I really just don't have time to do them. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm doing something else. And sometimes yeah. I don't really do uh, wrestling podcasts anymore. Do- those, I just don't even do them anymore, man. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't mind talking about wrestling, but wrestling podcasts, I just don't do them. I've done so many of them. And so all the verbiage okay. that I really kind of kind of talk about certain things to talk about. is certain people I will do theirs, but, con- you know, repetitively. You know what I'm saying? There's certain guys out there. I'll do no, no. they'll bring me on every night. And I like those guys because they do their podcasts in different kind of ways. You know what I'm saying? So when they bring me on, it's like getting down to the real nitty-gritty, and I can go into my real Stevie Ray mode and start, you know, debating <laughs> with them about debating with them about wrestling and this show and this wrestler and stuff. And the fans get a kick out of it out of it, man. So a few of the guys, but we no, you know the like, show that I
0: like- yeah. Go ahead. No, I like I like this Stevie Ray. I like to get to know the I like to get to know the real Stevie Ray. I'm saying I like, and this this is what when he see like, oh, he really doesn't like talk. about like, I really don't want to talk about wrestling either. I want to. Right. My, my podcast is in a podcast wrestling. I just want him to talk about what he's going, what he's doing now, and what's going on. And I'm sure right. he's doing a lot of community work and all that. That's all I wanted to reflect on. And and it, and I, and I got what I wanted. It was it was a, it was awesome, man. I, I had a great time, man.
1: Well, great, brother. That's what it's about, man.
0: You know? That's
1: what I, mean, it's about. I appreciate,
0: it, man, and yeah, that, oh, listen, I <laughs> I'm like a little kid right now. <laughs> just, but and <laughs> I'm like okay, I'm speechless sometimes. But again, brother, I appreciate you. Um uh I should, I should probably have it it should be released probably this night. I'll send you a link to your uh, to your email and everything. And, um, oh, it's all it's all good. It's, all,
1: it's all good, brother. I mean, do what you do with it. Uh Yeah, send me a yeah. link. I might be using it on my Patreon or something like that, but I don't have very much. I got so much stuff of me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And like I said, I do another <laughs> podcast with Vince Russo uh, once a week. Yeah. All black and white. And he and I discuss these kind of things on a weekly basis. That's why I kind of keep, uh, you know, some of the political spectrum outside of my pocket and i just like to have fun when i'm interviewing guys it's like bringing people on and you know jumping right in their chest and stuff like that and you know some of the some of the legends you know like jim duggan i had him on you know we got to talk we got to talk i don't talk about so much the people kind of like do some of the things that he and i was involved in together to let people know you know different things like that and people get a kick out of it you know yeah. you know and you know like uh yeah, yeah. Hey man, I you know, like I tell him, like I, I give you an example. We are talking. I say, hey man, certain things I can't say because your your wife is somewhere around. She probably can't hear this. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm you know, sure so you know, we words,
0: right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So you know, I can't go into some
0: of the stuff. You know, that so went hey, down I, on the road. I can imagine, imagine. I could imagine. I can imagine. I can imagine. This. that's what we like. That's what people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't want to get nobody in trouble out there, man. Definitely, you hey. we don't. But well, like I tell him, but, brother, uh, she ain't left. Brother, let me
1: tell him if she ain't left you by now, what can we say you could possibly do? Yeah, you know,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm sure she already knew a lot of this shit he did anyway. Right. But it's good, but, brother. But it was a pleasure having you, on, man. On. Oh yeah, oh definitely, definitely. yeah Yeah, listen, I would love to have you on. Again, whenever you have the time, man, this is awesome. I love chatting with you, man. It was an honor. But you have a great night, and I appreciate okay, you coming on. I mean, you have a great night, brother, man. Thank you. Okay, appreciate
1: bro. it. No problem, man. I appreciate right.
0: it. Thanks, dude. All right, bro. All right. Bye. Once again, I just want to thank Stevie Ray for coming on the show. It was an honor having him on. So let me give my shout-outs. Big shout out to my partner in crime from Talking Real 1000, Poppy J. Big shout out to my wife, Fina. Love you, baby. Big shout out to my man, Steve Joyner, for hooking everything up. Appreciate you, brother. And then a big shout out to all the essential workers out there. God bless you. Continue to be safe. I'm definitely going to continue to pray for you guys. And on that note, Wise is out.